Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Howard Blend, and welcome to Howard's Blend. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Howard's Blend plant-based protein powder with 20, you heard me right, 20 grams, that's 2 times 10, 20 grams of plant-based protein per serving to help aid in recovery from a strenuous workout. You say a shitty day with your shitty boss or a day with your spouse that, well, maybe you get in arguments, a.k.a. every day. <laughs> so the, the flavor, Jesus Christ, I can't even do this fucking advertisement right. The flavor that will be available, fingers crossed, soon is chocolate. So that will be the only flavor that will be available. But in the future, we will expand to have more flavors and more products. So the product line will expand. But if you're looking for information on it, it is available on my website. What? Yes, you heard me right. Howardsblend.com is back. H-O-W-A-R-D-S-B-L-E-N-D.com. The website's back up. I do have a picture of the label on the website as well as the supplement facts. So you can see all the macro breakdown, macronutrient breakdown, as well as the ingredient list. So go check it out. www.howardsblend.com Thank you very much. In this episode of Howard's Blend. It was a pretty old apartment. It, it was good for what it was when I had it. It was good for what it was, what it was needed for. But you deserve a nice apartment. You've been driving a Hyundai Accent, which I did, which I love Hyundais. Howard, you deserve a nicer car. And Howard, you're shopping at thrift stores and stuff, which I do. I get my store, my store. I get my clothes from thrift stores or from outlets and stuff. I don't want to pay expensive money for clothes. But you know what? You're owed. You're making more money now. You owe it to yourself to go to Hugo Boss, which I'm not a big fashion guy, but. If I was, I would imagine that I would go shop at Hugo Boss because I do think their clothes are kind of cool. But you are owed some clothes from Hugo Boss. Well, Oakley Doakley, folks, we are back in the Batcave Studios to record another extraordinary episode of Howard's Blend. I have my Forget Everything and Reset t-shirt on, Fear t-shirt on. From Mr. Hussein Abdullah. I will put his contact information in the description of the show. I pointed down in the camera like it's actually below me, but in the description of the show. He has a book by the same title. I've started reading it so far. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. I actually interviewed Mr. Ha- Mr. Hussein Abdullah. I'm getting, trying to talk too fast. I actually interviewed Mr. Hussein Abdullah for my podcast a little over a year ago. Wonderful guy, extremely smart, property investing, property management, property restoration. The guy knows his stuff. But as I said, as I said this, the book is wonderful so far. I got the t-shirt along with it. So check his profile out. Check out his information. Get the book. Get the t-shirt. Support the good man. So what is on tap for today? We're going to be talking about Lifestyle Creep. It sounds like a title, like a horror movie or something like that, but Lifestyle Creep. You all understand 
at least my interpretation of why it's named that here in a second. We're going to go with the definition. What is lifestyle creep? Essentially, it's when the cost of your lifestyle increases as your revenue or the money you're bringing in increases. So we'll give an example. You know, I love examples. So I'm going to use real occurrences in my life, but I'm going to exaggerate it in order to prove my point. So 2013, I got a job as a technician for an IT company. At the time, I was working as customer service for an insurance company. And um, I was in IT. I did have an IT job back in the late 90s, early 2000s as a uh, internet technical support. But then I got out of the industry. And then in 2013, I got back into it because I wanted to get back into IT. And I, I studied my butt off to get my CCNA, Cisco Certified Network Associate, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I get the job as a technician for this company, leave the job as a customer service rep for the insurance company. But let's just say this is not what they paid me. Let's just say they pay me $30,000 a year as a salary. So with that $30,000, I get an apartment, I get a car, I get uh, clothes, I get, um, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm just trying to think of something to say, like, go out to eat. I guess it's another example. Go out to eat. Uh, but the amount of money that I'm bringing in is funding my lifestyle. I have very little to no money to invest, to save, or even to start a side hustle. You know, so then I can make more money. So I tell myself, like, man, Howard, it would be great if you made $60,000 a year. I double my money. I would have the money to live the lifestyle I currently have. No problems there. But I have more than enough money. I have ample money to save for a rainy day emergency fund to invest and to even start a side hustle, again, to make more money. So about a year or two later, which this really happened about a year or so later, I get promoted to network engineer. So I get more money because I got promoted. So this is, again, this is not what I was paid, but let's just say they say, okay, Howard, $60,000 is your salary. Hooray, I made this magical number that I was telling myself is what I needed. I have this $60,000. I'm set. So once I start making the money, then I start telling myself, you know what, Howard? You, you, you're owed a nicer apartment. You live in living in this apartment. It's starting to run down. Like the apartment I used to live in, the foundation was going. There were cracks going from the ceiling down to the floor. You know, it's, it was a pretty old apartment. It, it was good for what it was when I had it, you know, it was good for what it was, what it was needed for, but you deserve a nice apartment. You know, even driving a Hyundai Accent, which I did, which I love Hyundais, Howard, you deserve a nicer car. And Howard, you're shopping at thrift stores and stuff, which I do. I get my store, my store, I get my clothes from thrift stores or from outlets and stuff. I don't want to pay expensive money for clothes, but you know what? You're owed, you're making more money now. You owe it to yourself to go to Hugo Boss, which I'm not a big fashion guy, but if I was, I would imagine that I would go shop at Hugo Boss because I do think their clothes are kind of cool. But you are owed some clothes from Hugo Boss. So kind of the, the point of this lifestyle creep is my money is now doubled. So I'm now making $60,000. But because I'm making more money, I can justify it to myself to buy a little bit nicer apartment. My expenses have, or my lifestyle has creeped up. I can 
get a nicer car, go from a Hyundai to a Dodge Challenger, which I did. So the lifestyle creeps up. So I'm I'm guilty of it too. I I was making more money, so I went from a, a Hyundai Accent to a Dodge Challenger, which I love the Challenger, which I talked about in a previous episode, um, Wasting Money, which was the first episode of this year, 2021. I go to Hugo Boss to buy some clothes. Lifestyle creeps up. I'm going out more with friends. Lifestyle creeps up. See what I mean? That's kind of my interpretation of the lifestyle creep. It's like, as you upgrade in your lifestyle, the, the cost creeps up, creeps up, creeps up. And then at the end, you know I mean, I guess at the end of the day, I should say, my money, my revenue is doubled. But yet my spending has increased to the point where I'm back to where I was when I was making $30,000. I have little to, no, little to no money to invest. I have little to no money to save for an emergency fund. I have little to no money to start a side hustle. Because the increased revenue, the more money I was making, or more money I'm making from the job, provides me a justification in my head. I give an excuse like, ah, I justify like, you know what, I can, I can buy more stuff for myself, which we're going to go into that later in the show. So that's kind of what lifestyle creep is. And before I get too far I do have some notes like bullet points over here, but I do want to say that the themes in this episode are going to come from other episodes. So primarily a lot of the stuff or almost all the stuff I talked about in the episode on wasting money, which I said was the first episode of 2021, is going to show up here as well. So I'm kind of, in a way, I'm kind of repeating myself in this episode. Also, we do touch on some themes from third episode of the podcast, which is called Cut Them Loose, which you'll realize why I call it Cut Cut Them Loose later in the episode. I'm assuming it's going to come up. And then also from the first episode, which is You're Going to Fail, which, man, now that I think about it, this is March 28th, 2021. So that first episode, You're Going to Fail, was actually released over two years ago. This show is over two years old. Sometimes it seems like yesterday. So yeah, we got that out of the way. We kind of went over a definition. I showed you, hey, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I upgraded my cars. I made more money. But I was trying to think of where I wanted to go. Okay, sorry, my mind went blank there for a second. Why are people guilty? Or why did I shouldn't say guilty. Guilty is the wrong word. Why do people succumb or engage in lifestyle creep. Why do they do that? For me, it's two things. All right. And this is just, I guess to say it now, this is my opinion. All right. Opinions are like buttholes. Everyone's got one. Okay. So these two things that I list, it may be different for you. You may say, Howard, I don't agree with you. I think it's this thing, or I think it's these three things, whatever. Hey, I am open to whatever you guys and gals have to say. If you disagree with my reasoning, if you agree with it, whatever, hit me up. I'll say at the end of the show, my contact information is in the description of the show. I'm always happy to hear from you and we can talk it out, hash it out. This part of the, the theme for this show is to foment discussion. But why are people or why do people, why do I think people 
engage in lifestyle creep? Well, it's two reasons. First is to impress other people, which if you listen to the wasting money episode, which we just talked about, that's my definition of wasting money is buying things for the sole purpose of impressing other people. The second is the desire for instant gratification, which that references episode one, you're going to fail. My definition, one of the two that I have is a definition of fear. It's the desire for instant gratification. So it's, it's those two. So let's start with wanting to impress other people. If you have a person or persons in your life where if you don't have certain material things, they won't associate with you. So if you have somebody or people in your life that won't invite you to parties or won't invite you to go out because you don't have a Dodge Challenger to drive them to these parties or they won't invite you to meet them at the club or meet them at a party if you don't don't look a certain way, if you don't have the right clothes, you don't have the stylish clothes, then as I mentioned in episode three, cut them loose. You either need to audit the relationship or cut them loose, as the episode title says. Because you can't let other people's insecurity affect your life, right? I'm going to talk about the other people first, then I'm going to talk about us. I'm going to include me into it, even though, to be honest, I've never bought things to impress other people. But I'm going to include me into it, so I guess to, to make it more relatable. The reason why they want to hang out with you is because they're insecure about how they look in front of other people. Okay, I mentioned this in the Wasting Money episode. You know, the chick that wants to hang out with you, and I'm using quotes for anybody listening, hang out with you because you have a Lamborghini or, I guess, a Dodge Challenger. When in reality, she gives a shit less about you. She wants to increase her social status by being seen in your car, in your nice car. Oh, wow, he must be important. He's got the nice car. Not that a Dodge Challenger is like an extraordinary car. I mean, I'm just... You get my point. It could be a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, whatever, a Maserati, whatever the case may be. But they don't give a shit about you. They don't care about you. Like when you go to the party, when you get invited to the party. No, they want to be, they want to be seen as someone who hangs out with people that look cool. If they get seen with somebody who comes up to the club wearing like blue jeans and a t-shirt, well, then that may hurt their social status. It's their insecurity. So that's on them. That's why they are loser friends. All right. But a lot of that blame, and I would say almost all of it, if not all of it, goes on us for allowing their insecurities to rule our actions. Okay. Personal responsibility. Their insecurity cannot dictate what we buy because ultimately then it's playing off and amplifying our insecurity. Well, what's going to happen if I get rid of that car, they won't hang out with me, and then my life's going to be shit? You know what that sounds like? Sounds like my first definition of fear, the anticipation of pain as an outcome of like taking an action. From the very first episode, you're going to fail. You think to yourself, well, if I 
get rid of that car. I know that car is expensive and I have very little money to afford it. Like I said, I'm exaggerating for this episode. I mean, it may be true in some cases, but. And I have very little money to afford the car. But if I get rid of it, then I'm not going to be invited to the parties. These cool people aren't going to, you know, ask me to go anywhere because I can't give them a ride. You know it. I mean, if someone's doing that to you, you're not dumb. You know they're doing it. But you're playing along. Their insecurities are amplifying your insecurities because you're afraid that, well, I'm going to have to be alone. You know, I'm not going to be invited to the cool parties anymore. Now, what do you do to get over that? I don't know. I can't tell you. I don't have any quick, you know, tips like, oh, just do this, you know, think about this or jot this down or whatever it is. I don't have any quick tips for that. It's different with everybody. I can't understand that because I've never done that. I'm being honest. I don't buy shit to impress other people. Now, I said earlier, I think a while ago, that I don't give a shit what people think, but I actually do. You know who I care or, you know, uh, what person I care what they think about me is my son right on the other side of this door. He's sleeping. I care what he thinks about me because he's my son. I want him to think, look at me and say, my dad's my role model. He taught me what to do with life. So it is a person now. At the time that I said it, I didn't have a son. I didn't think of even having a child. But there is somebody that I care what they think about me. But everybody else, I don't give two shits what they think about me. All right? I do what I do. I, I do me. You do you. All right? Because you can't let their insecurities amplify your insecurities because they're not paying the fucking car note. They're not paying the fucking credit card bill when it's due when you go to Hugo Boss and buy the nice clothes. They're not paying the rent when it's increased because you had to get a nicer place to impress the people when they come over. It looks cool. They ain't paying that shit. Because ultimately, they do not care about you. If you have people in your life that are like that, they give two fucks about you. And I apologize for the, the cussing, but this kind of gets me amped up as if you can't tell. They don't care about you. They care about what you can do for them. That goes as a definition of a loser friend. So you need to either edit the relationship or cut them loose. Now, how you go about that? How do you get the strength to do that? I can't help you with I mean, I can help you with that, but I can't give you an answer right here because everybody's different, all right? Again, my contact information is in the details of the show. You want to reach out to me if you're going through that and you're kind of struggling, I may be able to give you some tips on it. But it's different with everybody. So I can't, there's no cookie cutter solution that'll apply to everybody. So that's buying shit to impress other people. They don't care about you. They ain't paying the fucking bills. So you are, right? Take care of yourself first. Like what they say, the, the common thing I hear when you're on the airplane, what they say, put your oxygen mask on first before you help other people. You ain't going to help anybody else if you're dead because you don't have any oxygen. So number two is instant gratification. This also is a a definition of fear. It was the anticipation of pain from taking action and then a desire for instant gratification. So instant gratification and fear. So like, let's say you want to lose weight, all right? And instant gratification, pardon me, the There's going to be sacrifice with that. What I talked about also in episode one, when you want to succeed, it takes sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice eating the pizza, everything. 
I wouldn't tell anybody that asked me for advice on that, like on health. I wouldn't say cut out pizza. I would say just limit it, mod- moderation. But you're going to have to cut, at least like, we'll say cut down on the pizza and eat more like chicken and rice or something. Or if you're vegan, maybe tofu and rice and vegetables or something like that. But the thing is, instant gratification is impulse. All right. You see the pizza, you eat it. You go to the grocery store and you're about to check out and they have the candies and the cookies and the chips right there, you know, the, the impulse buy right there. And as I said in episode one, when you eat it or when you do something, then you have to re- apply to food. Let's go back to the, the example when, you, when you're like, oh, I see this on Hugo Boss. I love the shirt. Let me buy it. You know, boom, you click. It's so easy on the internet. Just one click and you're done because your credit card information's all saved already. On your phone, you have Apple Pay or whatever the hell it's called. Just one click. It's so easy. It's so simple. You click it. It's done. You bought it. But the problem is, as I said in the first, ep- first episode, the pain comes later. Eating the pizza. You get the high blood pressure. Now you're starting to get high cholesterol. Buying the one click for the Hugo Boss shirt. Now, the pain comes later when the bill comes due and you don't have the money. You have more month at the end of the money. So that's the, that's the downside of instant gratification is it's great now, but then you got to pay for it later. Because ain't nothing free in this world, folks. No matter what anybody tells you, especially politicians, ain't nothing free in this world. Somebody's paying something. And more than likely, that's someone's you. Okay, that's, that's, I'll get off my soapbox on that, but... Instant gratification. I mean, it's, it's evil genius in my opinion. My son is running the other side of that door sleeping right now. He's almost two years old. He's like 20, 22 months, almost two years old. He already knows how to use a fucking iPhone. He knows how to scroll through YouTube. He knows how to push it to start it, to stop it. He knows how to turn on and off a TV. He knows how to change the channels. He knows how to use social media. and He knows how to do it. Literally, the engineers for phones, for social media, they made it so even a baby could understand it. And it's so easy. It's so easy to get addicted. I, I get I waste my fucking time on it. I get addicted to social media. I find myself scrolling through Instagram at all the hot, sexy ladies. I mean, I feel like I'm doing them a service. I mean, I'm engaging and consuming their, their posts. I'm, I'm appreciative. Of the really, of the really uh, artistic clothing that they wear, or lack of clothing. So, all right, enough of that. But they've literally made it to where a baby can understand it. And that's how it's so easy to get addicted. What they call it the dopamine, which you talked out about in last episode on caffeine. That dopamine hit that that quick high. You know, let me check, and I've done it. You make a post, and you go check like twenty minutes later, every ten minutes to see if you get likes or whatever it is. I just like it. It's like, oh, it's cool. People have seen it, you know, but it's still the idea is they want to keep you on there as long as possible. And I'm guilty of it, too. So. But that instant gratification, we all want we're looking for the satisfaction now, but we don't think about the consequences later. All right. Same thing with lifestyle creep. You see the shirt online. Oh, man, that looks cool. Let me buy it. Click, click, click. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, perfect example would be subscriptions. Subscriptions. Oh my gosh, subscriptions. Because it's the death by a thousand cuts. I mean, 
what is it? I have a subscription to Netflix because we use T-Mobile. So it comes with Netflix. I think we pay like $2 a month because Netflix increased their prices. So we pay the difference. So it's like $2 a month for it. But we used to have Disney Plus. My son actually doesn't, is not really into, at least he doesn't seem like he's into watching like Dumbo and Peter Pan and stuff. And kind of the cartoons that I saw when I was a kid, he's not really into it. So I was like, eh. I tried watching, playing Star Wars for him because I saw Star Wars the first time when I was a year old and I loved it. He didn't really seem interested in it. The first one, A New Hope. So I was like, eh, whatever. So I canceled it. But it's a, it's a neat service. It's got good stuff on it. You know, a lot of the bullshit with, with Disney. So, you know, whatever. Again, I'm getting off the point here. But the point is subscriptions, all right? It's the death by a thousand cuts because subscriptions aren't really that expensive. I mean, to get these streaming services, what do you, 10 bucks a month or something like that? So you think to yourself, well, I make more money. You know, making that $60,000, I can afford $10 a month. Click subscribe. You make a username, password, put your credit card information, and then magically it just gets billed to your account every month. You don't have to think about it. It just, out of sight, out of mind, you know. And then you're like, well, I like this show, and it's, I like Queen of the South, which is on Netflix. That's actually a really good show. My wife and I have been watching. It's really, really good. It's very good. I enjoy that. It's on Netflix, so I got to watch that. All right, I got to get Netflix. Then, oh, wait a second. The Zack, oh, can't even say it. Zack Snyder version of The Justice League, which looks pretty cool. I'm, I kind of like those movies. This Zack Snyder version of Justice League is on HBO Plus or HBO Max. I got to get that. That's another, I think, what is it, $10 or something like that. Well, then, well, I like uh, the LA Lakers. I like LeBron James. He's a wonderful player. Seems like, you know, what he's done for the community and stuff, you know, donating money. So it seems like a really fucking stand-up dude. Sounds like a dude I'd like to have a beer with. Or for me, have a Howard's Bloom plant-based protein with. I like the LA Lakers, so well, I need to get ESPN. Well, wait a second, ES, I think I saw this the other day. ESPN, Hulu, and Disney Plus, if you get them all together, it's like $12 a month or something. Or we'll say $10. Well, that's two more. You know, it's what, six or whatever. And then, uh, well, I get shit off of Amazon, so I might as well get Amazon Prime. So you got seven. I mean, and then you can got like, oh, I, I play video games once, you know, every Wednesday I play video games with people in, you know, Cambodia or something like that. We play a first person shooter. I don't fucking, I don't, I haven't played video games in many, many years, but my point is, is it's a death by a thousand cuts because they're like $10 a piece, but then you just stack them one on top of the other. So if you have seven, that's what, $70 a month. So over a year, what, seven, 70 times 10 is 700. You add two months, 840 bucks a year that you're spending on subscriptions. And you justify it, just like I justified it with the car when I went from a, a Hyundai Accent to a Challenger and my monthly payments doubled, more than doubled. But you justify it because you make more money. You're like, I'm making more money. It's only $10. But like I said, then you get all the other subscriptions, $10, $10, $10. And you don't think about it because at the time, it's only $10. Click. Oh, this is only $10. Click. This is only $10. Click. And then before you know it, you got seven, eight fucking subscriptions. And $840, I mean, for me, that's several months or so of like food. And we're talking like grass-fed beef, 
cage-free organic eggs, you know, nice vegetables and stuff. So that's good food for several months. But it's going to subscriptions. But there's only 24 hours in a day, folks. I talked about this before. You know, from Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk to my son on the other side of the door. It's only 24 hours a day for every one of us. So, I mean, I'll take my life, for example. I have a nine-to-five job. I have a son, wife. You know, I've been helping my wife to apply for different jobs because she wants to get back in the medical field. And it's difficult because she's not fluent in English. She can converse, but she's not fluent. When you talk about medical field, I mean, you want to make sure that what you say is perfectly understood because it can mean somebody's health. But, you know, she would be great with like Hispanic, you know, Spanish speaking um, uh, patients because she can talk perfectly, you know, and, and she is have pretty good at in English. She, she's hard on herself, but I, she's, I can definitely tell that she's definitely improved a lot in her English. But, you know, the wife, and then I have the podcast that I'm recording right now. This takes time. You know, I have the supplement company. I'm working on editing the website. I was doing some videos today to help make the website more engaging to people and stuff. I have all, and I have more. Those are just big priorities right there. Now I have seven, I'll just use the seven that I listed, seven subscriptions on top of that. When am I going to fucking find time to use those seven subscriptions? Well, I won't unless I cut out all that other important stuff. But then I'm not going to cut time away from my son to go watch fucking Hulu, you know. So there's only 24 hours in a day. And it's like, I mean, if, even if I use just one every day, like, you know, day one is Netflix. Day two is Amazon Prime. Day three is HBO Max. So then I'm paying $10 a month to use something four times a month. That doesn't make fucking sense. So with the more money, and and I'm not, you know, these these companies, these technology companies, they do it this way, but it's ultimately, again, personal responsibility. It's our responsibility to say, nah, I don't really need it, you know, we're just going to talk about it here in a second. But it's so easy to just click and get those subscriptions because it's, again, out of sight, out of mind. We don't think about it. It just gets billed to the credit card. And unless you look at your credit card statement, you ain't going to fucking know that you're being charged for it. Or you're going to forget and you're like, oh shit, yeah, I do pay for that. Do you have time to really utilize all those different subscriptions? I mean, I guess if you're single and you're just by yourself and you just go to work, eat and go to sleep. Okay, well then, yeah, if you want to get all those subscriptions and it's, it's a value to you to have all those different subscriptions, hey, knock yourself out. It's a free country. But that's the thing with instant gratification is we can end up buying things we don't use or don't really need because our revenue's gone up. So that lifestyle's creeping up because you're spending more and more and more. And it's so small. Each one of them is such a small amount of money that it doesn't seem a big deal. But again, it's a death by a thousand cuts. And it's with this lifestyle creep, it's like this huge wheel. It's like this this life cycle. You know, it's and um what I mean by that is you get a promotion or you get a new job or you make more money. So then you buy more shit and then you got to keep working to pay for the more expensive shit that you bought. All right. And then if you buy a little bit too much stuff, you increase your lifestyle a little too much. 
Well, now you got to work more to pay for the increased shit that you have. So you've lost your freedom because now you got to keep working. Even if you hate your job or you, or you may not hate your job, but you may feel unfulfilled there. You got to keep doing it because you got to pay for the shit that you bought because originally you made more money. And it's difficult because like I said, it's that instant gratification. Like, well, I can buy this, but you know what? I can work another two hours a week at the job and then make up for it and pay for it. It's like, to me, you don't want to be getting into that game because that's like a roulette wheel or it's like, what is it? Russian roulette, you know, sooner or later when you spin that chamber around, that bullet's going to be at the one pointing at your head. So yeah, so that's the two big things that I find what causes like livestock creep is in buying shit to impress other people and instant gratification. So what do we do about it? I mean, well, I've already said what it, what it is with um, buying shit to impress other people. You know, you got to find what works for you to take responsibility and either edit those people out of your life or edit the relationship with those people or cut them loose, cut them out of your life. Because, you know, the old saying, I think I even said at the beginning of that episode is like, you are the average of the five people that you hang around with. Become friends with people who actually want to be friends with you. You know, if you show up at the club or at the bar wearing a t-shirt and sweatpants, like, I don't give a shit what the fuck you're wearing. I'll go hang with you even if you drive a, a little Hyundai accent. I don't care because I like you. You're my friend. I don't care what your, your uh, material goods are. But with the, the instant gratification, what I do for that is I've learned discipline. Discipline's like a muscle, right? And this is, this goes back to, pardon me, my mustache here was itching. This goes back to the episode on wasting money. You know, when I said, before I buy something, I follow two rules. Can I afford it? What's the ROI on it? That's why I talked about the challenger, how it was a positive ROI for me and I could afford it. That's why I got it. But with instant gratification, what I, what I talked about there is, um, there's my mind went blank for a minute there. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember it goes back to the, what I talked about in, um, wasting money. Sorry. My mind's going in a hundred different ways. It's, uh, yeah, I remember now. Sorry, man, Jesus Christ. I've developed the discipline. Discipline's like a muscle. You have to train hard to get it, but then you have to continue to train to keep it. You don't use it, you lose it. It's very easy to lose the discipline. So that's why I've trained myself to say, okay, I want to buy this. Okay, do I have enough money to afford it? And what's my return on investment? What am I going to get back for buying it? So again, like developing the discipline is for me, I would suggest anybody's like, take some time and really do some self-reflection. Like really just sit down and, and think like, okay, am I impulse buying? Am I buying more stuff than I can afford? Am I upside down? So I'll give you an example. Well, I mean, I guess before I go to that, it's, it's really an issue of like your, your values and your, um, your priorities. 
And I, I believe I mentioned this in the wasting money episode as well. You know, your, your priorities in life. I mean, my priority is to get the supplement company started. So that's why I wanted to focus on spending money to get a product. But then I thought to myself, okay, I have these different manufacturers. You know, maybe I have like three different manufacturers that I can buy a supplement from. Okay, one, can I afford it from supplement manufacturer one? Yes or no. Number two, yes or no. Number three, yes or no. Okay, if I can afford it from all three, what's the ROI for each of them? Okay, here, maybe it's half of really what I wanted. You know, like maybe they, maybe they uh, can make a, a formula or something like that that is half of what I wanted. Okay, this one is 60%. This one's 70%. You know, so it's like, okay, I'm getting a more of a return on investment. Like I want the formula to be this. Maybe I want to be this. Maybe the third one can make it not exactly what I want, but almost for my price point. See what I mean? It's like, and I have to kind of judge that. And then if I, I get around like the instant gratification, the the instant buying is I have to, the discipline to say, nope, I'm not going to buy it now. Let me think on it. And I think to myself, okay, do I really need it? Or do I just want it? Which is the whole other discussion on like need versus want. Do I really need this? And if if I kind of go through it like, okay, what's the positives and negatives? The ROI. And then ultimately it's like, okay, if the positives outweigh the negatives and I think, okay, I'm going to have a positive ROI for it. Let me go ahead and get it. You could also get something similar to it that may be an off-brand or something where it's not as much money. But when I talked about discipline, like I said, it's, it's a muscle, okay? You have to develop the discipline so you don't just buy, buy, buy. Because shopping, like buying, it is a form of addiction. You're just constantly buying stuff. It's a muscle that you have to train to get and you have to continue training to keep. Uh, but, you know, part of that self-reflection that I talked about is being honest with yourself. And... um Sometimes, especially for me in the past, it was hard to be honest with myself, you know, so you have to be very honest with yourself and, and, um, you have to figure out a way to become more disciplined. Cause again, I, I can give you that suggestion, like, you know, just do some self-reflection, be honest with yourself, et cetera, but everybody's different. You know, for me, it was just practice and then just thinking about like, okay, I'm going to buy this now but I'm going to pay for it later, literally, you know, in terms of money, but then also in, in other repercussions as well. So that's it, folks. I can't really think of anything else that I want to mention with this. So um, trying to think if I missed anything that I wanted to talk about. Nope, can't think of anything else. So signing off from the Batcave Studios. Adios. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Howard's Blend. If you enjoyed the show, you find value in it, please share it. Share it with people that you think will enjoy it as well, or just share it with your friends. Maybe they never heard of it. Maybe they need to be exposed to Howard's Blend. I would appreciate it. That's the best way to help me for me providing this information to you is to share it with people you know, all right? So please share. I will be forever grateful. 
the show. It's currently available Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. Seven platforms. Oh, and it's also available, almost forgot, most importantly, howardsblend.com. It is available to listen there as well. So head on over to the website and check out the podcast episode. Uh, let's see, if you want to reach out to me, you have a question, concern, cheers, jeers, whatever. My, my contact information as well as where you can find me on social media is in the description of the show. I'll also put a link to Mr. Hussein Abdullah to get a, for your chance to get the wonderful t-shirt. It's actually a very quite comfortable t-shirt, but the cool fear logo on it. Forget everything and reset as well as the book. It's available. I'll put all that in the description of the show. That's it. I cannot think of anything else to say. Well, folks, thanks again for listening. I appreciate your time. Howard and uh, Sleeping Supervisor Sammy out from the Batcave Studios. Until next time, I'm going to go buy me a Dodge Challenger again. <laughs>